<laughs> All right. How's it going, people? This is not the Slickster talking to you. This is Charles with another episode of the Close to the Mark podcast. A very special episode this evening. Uh, no Corey here, which obviously we are all very sad about, but uh, he had some things to take care of at ho- on the home front and was not able to be uh, here for the recording session this evening. Um, but we are committed to bringing you new episodes of the Close to the Mark podcast each and every week here on the Anchor Podcast Network, feeding out there to Google Podcasts, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, you name it. If there's a place that you can go and get your podcasts for your downloading and listening enjoyment, we are there, and it's free of charge every week for you. Special special episode of Close to the Mark this week. Obviously a little bit different as I'm going solo here, um, but also special because this episode is strictly about the now-completed round one of the Close to the Mark wrestling theme tournament. That's right. The first ever tournament to crown the greatest wrestling entrance theme of all time is taking place as we speak on Facebook. Find us there at facebook.com slash CTTM podcast. On Twitter, search for at CTTM podcast. Give us a follow, check our Twitter history, and you can see all the tournament entries that have been completed in polls on Facebook and Twitter so far. You can also email us. Uh, the, that's the way that folks entered uh, the competition aspect of the Close to the Mark Wrestling Theme Tournament to submit their draft sheets, their projections of who would win each and every matchup in the tournament and who will win the tournament overall. Still got a couple of live uh, live competitors for a year of the WWE Network also have a number of competitors now um, who are in line for um, a month of the WWE Network. Those who submitted entries um, after um, the initial round of voting had already started, although it was not complete yet. And I will have a special announcement uh, for you regarding the uh, entry of your selections as far as the overall winner and round winners of the Close to the Mark uh, wrestling theme tournament at the end of this broadcast. But just to start things off, I want to talk to you about where this idea came from, because obviously, you know, wrestling has a classic history of great tournaments. Um, not only Right now is the G1 Climax going on in New Japan um, and producing some stellar, stellar action. We have seen that uh, for the first time, I think somebody was asking Dave Meltzer about this, but for the first time, somebody has, and that somebody in this case is Kenny Omega, two five-star matches in the same issue of The Observer. And I believe in the current issue of The Observer, if I'm not mistaken, with the Mustache Mountain Undisputed Era tag match, NXT television getting five stars, also making history. First WWE television match to ever record five stars, non-pay-per-view. 
Um, we also had three five-star matches come out of New Japan the same week. So one week with four five-star wrestling matches, that's pretty amazing. Um, but, but aside from the G1 Climax tournament, which will ultimately in all likelihood crown a challenger for Kenny Omega's IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom in January. You also have upcoming in WWE the second May Young Classic tournament um, to probably um, enlist a few new members of the women's division in NXT and create some new challengers for Shayna Baszler and her NXT Women's Championship. You ha You just had a WWE UK tournament, um, which, um, you know, saw the challenging of um, the, the current UK champion, Pete Dunne. Um, and we, we know that, again, like in wrestling tournament history, you have the King of the Ring, you have, um, you know, Tournaments for, um, you know, the de deciding of vacant championships and possibly none more famous or more of a milestone than the Big Daddy, the tournament at WrestleMania 4, uh, which was a 16-man single night tournament to decide a new then WWF uh, World Heavyweight Champion and none other than the Macho Man Randy Savage winning that particular tournament, going through uh, such uh, such wrestlers as the One Man Gang, who would later be known as Akeem, managed by the legendary Slick, and uh, it's it's uh, definitely you know worth worth mentioning here that tournaments are fantastic for providing uh, you know fans with a sense of definitiveness when it comes to concluding someone's rise to an occasion or rise to a championship that, you know, it's not possible for Bret Hart or Stone Cold Steve Austin to be recognized in the fans' eyes as a legitimate king of the ring unless they have to go through three grueling matches in a night to obtain that crown or for Macho Man Randy Savage to go through four matches in a night to obtain the world title. Um, people want to see, and, and it's, it's like the, uh, it's like the NCAA tournament, you know, um, there can be surprises, there can be upsets, there can be dark horses and Cinderella stories. And you may, you may find that a tournament tells a true Cinderella story and a very unexpected uh, participant wins the whole thing. Or you may find that, um, you know, your dark horses may be spoilers for some of your favorites in the tournament, but may not quite be able to stand up against your, your two seeds and your three seeds um, when you get to the very end. So we thought, what better way to figure out, as we've talked about so much here on the show, um, you know, we talk about the great theme music that you have in wrestling. Um, you know, you have for New Japan, you certainly have some iconic theme music with uh, Minoru Suzuki's 
Kaze Ninare, um, you know, and you've got some fantastic entrance music, some of which, um, including Led Zeppelin, um, you know, is not actually licensed for international playback uh, or even for pay-per-view viewing. Um, so, it, you know, for certain entrants like uh, like Michael Elgin is an example, um, sometimes the, the music, uh, I think Hiroki Goto might be another one, but the music has to be altered for, for pay-per-view purposes when they're using, um, you know, unlicensed major recording artists. Um, and occasionally you do get, you know, licensed music in WWE and in professional wrestling. Um, certainly we've seen examples where Living Colors Cult of Personality or Two Skinny J's Three Minutes or even Limp Biscuits Rollin' were used as uh, licensed entrance music for WWE superstars. And you've also had times in, in wrestling's recent past where, you know, unlicensed versions of great themes like um, Diamond Dallas Page's undeniable ripoff of Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit were used as entrance music. And at one time, you even had uh, The Great Sting using an entrance that sounded, let's say, spookily similar to Metallica's Seek and Destroy. Um, but ultimately, having talked recently about how you have certain entrance themes uh, that are just great, uh, AJ Styles, phenomenal, and Jinder Mahal's share, uh, which means lion, um, and, you know, so many great uh, themes in wrestling these days, Asuka's uh, The Future, and Johnny Gargano's Rebel Heart, um, Aleister Black's great theme, and so many others in professional wrestling today. We looked back at the history of great professional wrestling entrance themes and decided that we wanted to figure out who would have the greatest wrestling theme of all time. And certainly we knew it wasn't going to be Bobby Lashley. Um, and so we had to first determine who our entrance would be and how big the tournament would be. And we figured, well, certainly based on just logical time frames and how long we want this thing to go, because, you know, you could say we're going to include every wrestling theme we can ever think of. And uh, it's going to take, you know, potentially years for, for all of the matchups to be held. And, you know, do you do single elimination or double elimination? What, what do we do? Ultimately, we decided that we wanted to go and follow the format of the NCAA tournament. Um, so we have a 64 seed single elimination tournament. Uh, one loss and you're out, which means... It certainly has the potential for some big upsets and some dark horses and some Cinderella stories to happen. Uh, but overall, um, you know, it's sort of expected that the people you think are the favorites are probably going to be there in the latter stages of the tournament. And we're, we're going to get some incredible and some great matchups. Um, and that's already happened. We've already had some, some pretty fantastic matchups here in the first round of the tournament. Um, and we've had some surprises. We've certainly had some upsets and some we've had a, a one or two blowouts. Um, but the whole project has just been exciting and fun. And, uh, uh, yeah, I just want to talk to you guys about, um, you know, how it's come about and uh, what's going on and what is coming up in the immediate future. So um, to start things off, I'll say that the... The entrance 
to the tournament were selected for the most part by yours truly um, with some input and discussion by uh, my illustrious co-host, Corey, um, you know, who had some some recommendations for entrance and, and who had some some feedback on uh, selections and things like that. But I'll say this, the most important contribution I think that Corey made to the overall um, depth of field and matchups and how everything's going is this. My idea for structuring the tournament was that I wanted to start off the first round by creating some legendary matchups so that you would have matchups, um, you know, that would include the Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior and Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair um, and, you know, Hulk Hogan and a legendary rival. And the idea being that you would get these great legendary matchups in the first round, uh, you know, uh, The Undertaker versus Kane and Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. And you could see some presumptions of how matches could play out that would allow you to see first round matchups that had great stories behind them, but would also give you great stories moving forward. So for instance, if Hogan and Flair both move forward, or if, um, you know, Hogan and Macho move forward or Macho and Flair move forward, if multiple people moved into the second round, you could have matchups in the second round that were offshoots of first round wins and would still continue to tell great wrestling stories like, Triple H versus The Undertaker or Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Either one of those could be a potential outcome of the way I had the tournament structured. And uh, I thought that would be a fun idea. Um, I tried to structure the brackets in that way with that in mind as much as possible. But Corey's suggestion was that that was too much dictating, you know, sort of who was expected to get knocked out in the first round. And who was expected to move into the second and third rounds. And, and that it just, it also sort of suggested for you, the voting fans and the followers of the tournament, it suggested too much who should win and who was expected to win. If you simply followed along wrestling storylines. So if you had, you know, macho make it past the first round and flair, make it past the first round and they met up in the second round um, just for storytelling purposes, you might vote for Macho over Flair to have Macho beat Flair one more time. Or you might have Shawn Michaels beat The Undertaker in the second round because he never got the win at WrestleMania and to give him that win now. Or, or you might say, you know, like Undertaker doesn't lose to Shawn Michaels. But the point being, it's not about telling the story of the match between the two wrestlers in the tournament. Maybe one day we'll do that and we'll have a uh, a fan voting-based wrestling tournament as a pure popularity contest and shuffle up the entries and see who tops the list as the most popular wrestler of all time. I have a feeling his name might be Stone Cold Steve Austin. But um, getting into... Um, what we decided to do instead, and this was again on Corey's suggestion, I think it was a brilliant one. He said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to Pro Fight Database, 
which has the career win-loss records for these uh, wrestlers. And we're going to use the career win-loss records to determine their seating in the tournament. So we make a spreadsheet. And in this spreadsheet, we have all of our um, seeds in place. So we have one through 64 seeds already bracketed. And then we now seed our entrance by seeing who has the highest winning percentage of all time? That's going to be your number one seed. And who has the lowest lowest winning percentage of all time? That's going to be your 64 seed. And we're going to use those win-loss records to seed our tournament bracket um, purely in percentage of win-loss victories um, over their careers. And that not only gives us some matches that were not built-in presumptions of who's going to win or not, it also, coincidentally, still in some instances, gave us some great fun matches um, that do have a lot of history behind them. So I just want to go in here and, and list off um, who the first round matchups were um, in the Close to the Mark Wrestling Theme Tournament. Um, so the, the, the Eastern Conference, as I guess we'll call it, bracket, would consist of the New World Order facing in their first round matchup, the Doctor of Style, Slick. Uh, and then Rosie and Jamal, the three-minute warning versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Mr. Monday Night, Rob Van Dam versus the Rated R Superstar Edge. Brett, the Hitman Hart versus Y2J, Chris Jericho. The American Dream Dusty Rhodes versus Christian, Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Hardy Boys, Lita versus Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Roode, The Ultimate Warrior versus Fandango, CM Punk versus Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio versus Double J, Jeff Jarrett, Finn Balor versus Demolition, The Undertaker, Biker Taker, versus Sami Zayn, Hulk Hogan versus Eddie Guerrero, Batista versus The Rock, Goldberg versus Shane McMahon. So those are your first um, your first 16, your first uh, conference matchups. And then on the Western Conference, uh, so to speak, we had The Shield versus Jinder Mahal, Johnny Gargano versus Mr. Ass, Billy Gunn, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith versus Goldust. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels versus The Game, Triple H. We had Jake the Snake Roberts versus Mankind. The Macho Man, Randy Savage versus The Boss, Sasha Banks. We had Chris Benoit versus The Usos. And John Cena versus Vince McMahon. Followed up by Asuka versus Bray Wyatt. Degeneration X. So HBK and uh, and uh, Triple H getting a second entry into the tournament with their combined awesome entrance theme. Going up against the phenomenal AJ Styles. We had Sting represented by his Crow theme from WCW versus Harlem Heat. We had the Honky Tonk Man heading up with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. We had Vintage Undertaker with the Rest in Peace Funeral March against Kane. So we actually got the Brothers of Destruction going up against each other once again, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, we had Hollywood Hulk Hogan with Voodoo Child taking on Trish Stratus. 
Um, so your your four athletes uh, now in the tournament that have been uh, essentially been entered into the tournament twice, two shots at victory would be Shawn Michaels and Triple H, uh, as well as The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. And simply because uh, with Hogan, you've got Real American and Voodoo Child, certainly two of the most iconic entrance themes in wrestling history. With The Undertaker, again, you've got Roland, uh, the, the one of the, again, and all of the major licensed wrestling themes like uh, Two Skinny Jays, uh, Three Minutes, uh, Living Colors, Cult of Personality, Limp Biscuits rolling, all represented in this tournament. Certainly just because when a song is a legitimate uh, billboard hit and is also used as a licensed wrestling entrance theme, it's a recognizable song in the real world and then also used as wrestling. I think it certainly has this aura that it's kind of amplified this character quite a bit. Um, you have Daniel Bryan versus Razor Ramon and finally Closing out the first round of the tournament, Alistair Black versus Strike Force, um, and a lot of uh, a lot of great feedback um, from fans uh, who have been following along with the competition has included questions about themes that weren't included, and obviously there had to be uh, a certain level of subjectivity involved in the selection process, and in the same way. That, um, you know, we could have potentially gone only by including wrestlers with the highest winning percentages of all time um, with a minimum of a certain number of matches and then using their entrance themes as the tournament entries. I think that would have been one way to do the tournament. I still don't know that that would have given you a lot of the fan favorite entries that didn't get included because I know certainly there were some fan choices that I agree with on a personal level, especially as an old school fan. When people mention the fabulous Rougeau's uh, theme, all American boys, I am a hundred percent on board with that. I think it's a great, absolutely great piece of entrance music. The big boss man's WWE entrance theme um, the have you ever made a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia? Absolutely. You know, serving hard time. That one, you know it. Uh, so when you talk about adding those themes to the tournament, obviously at some point we just had to have a cutoff and choosing entrance based on win loss percentages alone was not necessarily going to give you the most satisfying tournament. So we had to have some subjectivity involved as far as what pieces of music were going to be included and who was going to qualify for the tournament. And so you had some instances where maybe somebody like the Rougeau brothers that have a, an all-time great classic um, tag team entrance theme. And, and certainly Jacques Rougeau could have been another potential double entrant with the Mountie theme as a singles entrance too. Um, but here's the major announcement we want to make with regards to that stuff. So we understand that there had to be some tough decisions about not everyone in the world being included in this tournament simply because of size and time restrictions and limitations. That said, having a discussion about this, Corey and I have decided that what's going to happen is just like the King of the Ring and just like G1, this tournament must be the first annual 
close to the mark wrestling theme tournament, the first of many to come. And what that means is that the first round bracket winners of this year's tournament will get an automatic entry into next year's tournament. That means that half the field of next year's tournament has already been decided. But the matchups will be all new because those 32 entrants will be matched up against a new batch of opponents who will be seeded 1 through 32 based on their career win-loss records. And those will include new themes and entrances, which may include themes from New Japan, may include themes from Ring of Honor, may include themes from 80s WWF, may include themes from WCW. But all of your first round winners of this year's tournament will have to go up against a new batch of competitors next year. And when that happens, you will have opportunities for the Rougeos and the Mountie uh, and lots of other favorites like the Big Boss Man to test their medal against this year's first round winners and ultimately see as we progress year by year, you know, are we crowning new champions? Are we getting closer and closer uh, to determining the greatest wrestling theme of all time? But for this year in determining, I think we have done an excellent job. If I say so myself of choosing our competitors and uh, we have definitely had a great, great round of competition so far. The first round is up. The second round of voting now begins Monday night, live during Raw. We will tweet out and post on Facebook. So again, go to the twitter.com slash CTTM podcast and facebook.com slash CTTM podcast. Make sure to follow, make sure to like, um, and make sure to vote and choose your favorites to go to the next round. Um, but we will begin the second round this week during Monday Night Raw. Um, the following week, we'll, we'll wrap up the second round. And then we will have another week for the third round. Uh, that will take us down to our final four. Another week to get down to the last two entrants and then from the week of August 12th through the 19th, leading up to SummerSlam, we will crown the greatest wrestling theme of all time. But now it is time, uh, and it is my responsibility here, to report on the first round of the Wrestling Theme Podcast, or the Wrestling Theme Tournament Eliminator, and this, uh, the Close to the Mark Podcast. So, in the first round matchup, the NWO, the New World Order, beat the Reverend, the Doctor of Style, Slick. So, Slick, much love and much appreciated for your entry into the tournament. But, unfortunately, that means that this is the last time we're going to hear Jive Soul Bro. Hey, you get out. 
you got to a beat and began to shout. You a dinosaur bro, a dinosaur bro, and you're always lying to your friends. You a dinosaur bro, a dinosaur bro, and you never get nothing in the end. Prophetic words there from the theme song of the Doctor of Style, because you never get, do, in fact, get nothing in the end in the Close to the Mark wrestling theme tournament. Unfortunately, uh, the great Slick eliminated. The second first round matchup, Stone Cold Steve Austin goes flawless victory, complete and total annihilation of the three-minute warning. Uh, the three-minute warning with one of my favorite entrants in the tournament and the fantastic two Skinny Jays, one of my all-time favorite real-life bands. Um, seen them live with my good buddy and, coincidentally, wrestling pal, Dave McAdoo. Shout out to you, Dave. Uh, but Dave and I are both big professional wrestling fans. We actually went and saw WrestleMania 20 together and uh, we also have been to a couple of Two Skinny Jays concerts together. Seen them live, including the now eliminated Three Minutes. Well, three minutes and indeed we are out. Out of the Close to the Mark wrestling theme tournament, you have been eliminated. Matchup number three, the Rated R Superstar takes on the one-of-a-kind Rob Van Dam. And Edge moves on to the second round. That means adios to the one-of-a-kind RVD. One of a kind, but unfortunately not our kind. Not our kind of theme song. Twitter and Facebook made the decision for you, Rob, and you are out of here. Now, a Canada versus Canada, uh, Winnipeg versus Calgary match. We get Y2J, Chris Jericho, up against Brett the Hitman Hart. And for the fans of the Close to the Mark podcast and the voters on Twitter and Facebook, they decided that Y2J, Chris Jericho, is moving on to round two. And that means adios, Hitman. So thank you very much, Mr. Brett, the Hitman Heart, but you will not be continuing off this year. Um, so the next matchup was Captain Charisma himself, Christian versus 
the polka dotted common man, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes. And the winner is. Just close your eyes. Christian moves on to the second round, which means, unfortunately, it's hard times for Dusty Rhodes. Ah, he was working hard during this tournament, but he did not make it to round two. Unfortunately, Captain Charisma taking him out there. Uh, up next, the charismatic, enigmatic, the leaders, the Hardy Boys, taking on the also very enigmatic, very crafty Shinsuke Nakamura. And I have to say, this was one of the, what I would consider almost a first round upset. Certainly two very popular acts in WWE. Uh, currently just trading the U.S. title were Jeff Hardy and Shinsuke Nakamura this week uh, at Extreme Rules. And uh, Shinsuke and Jeff just had a rematch on SmackDown this past Tuesday. So we got a match that happened weeks ago in our tournament. And now has played out in real life. In real life, your victor and new U.S. champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. But in our tournament, the victor was the Hardy Boys. Which means, adios, the sun is not actually rising. It is setting. So, goodbye to shadows of the setting sun. Or should I say, sayonara. Man, that theme is just so fire. But unfortunately, no matter how great a theme is, when it runs into tough competition like the Hardy's theme, if it goes, it goes. The next first round matchup was the Hardy's former six-man mixed tag team partner and common interferer in the Hardy's TLC matches. Lita versus your Olympic gold medalist and Raw general manager, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, who won his first round match with a really messed up neck. I'm right there with you, Kurt. Totally understand, but it doesn't matter. Neck messed up, neck, neck's not messed up. You win anyway. You make no excuses. You win. You move forward. That's what champs are made of. Kurt Angle moving on to round two. And that means Lita's love, fury, passion, energy is no more. And uh, I will tell you, uh, to all of you who are uh, 
you know, checking off marks on your bracket right now and setting up your second round. One of the original first round matchups that I had was, in fact, going to be Trish Stratus versus Lita. And uh, for those of you who have followed along now, um, you will note that that match is no longer possible and will not be happening in this tournament. Who knows? Maybe next year. Um, so the next matchup in the first round. The next big thing, the undisputed universal champion, Brock Lesnar, my client, versus the glorious Bobby Roode. And in what certainly has to be considered one of the biggest upsets overall in the tournament, Brock Lesnar is out. So certainly from real life to the wrestling theme tournament, a little bit of a discrepancy here because obviously uh, de definitely not to be expected that uh, Brock Lesnar would be knocked out of the tournament by Bobby Roode, but that's the way it happened. And we report accurately what the voting reflects, and that means Brock Lesnar is out of here. The next matchup, the ultimate warrior versus Fun Dongo. And in a very accurate reflection of how that match would very likely go in Vince McMahon's WWE, Warriors moving on to the second round. So it is, in fact, Go, Fandango. Oh, little bit of a miscue and audio error. All right. Unfortunately, we don't have Fandango's music at this time, but I think you know how it goes. He's out. Fandango is gone. Ultimate Warrior moves on to the next round. Next up in the Close to Mark Wrestling theme tournament, CM Punk versus Randy Orton. Certainly not the top seed in terms of win-loss records, but definitely when you consider his wrestling theme, In Living Colors, Cult of Personality, no great surprise that Randy Orton had better be glad he just returned to action in WWE because he is now out of action in the wrestling theme tournament. All right. 
Voices is gone. No more will they speak to us. Next matchup, we have Buyaka, Rey Mysterio, the luchador from the 619, going up against J E double F J A double R E double T. That's double J Jeff Jarrett. And in the fans voting, Ray Mysterio continues to the second round. So Jeff Jarrett, newly minted WWE Hall of Famer, can stay at home with his baby tonight. Now, for those of you old school fans out there, some of you may be pointing out that that was actually Brian James. Uh, that was uh, uh, the the roadie of Double J who actually sang that song. And uh, and you are correct. Uh, it was actually uh, the road dog uh, who sang that piece of music, but it was actually Double J's theme song. Uh, before it was revealed that the roadie was the singer of the tune. Um, so we're going to still qualify that as Double J's theme. Next up, we have Finn Balor, legendary entrance in his short tenure here in WWE and NXT. But undeniably, when he breaks out the demon, uh, Balor has one of the best entrances around, going up against one of the most classic heavy metal original wrestling themes ever. And unfortunately... Balor gives the axe and the smash to his opponents, Demolition, who get knocked out of round one. Boy, did that used to strike fear into the heart of me when I'd see Demolition come out to face the Hart Foundation. Um, but uh, Demolition does not make it past round one. Um, next up, again, the upsets, they came in this tournament. And none greater, perhaps, than when Biker T, the American badass... The Undertaker ran in to the underdog from the underground because Sami Zayn and Worlds Apart are going to round two and Undertaker had better get on his bike because he is rolling out of the tournament.
I'll tell you, that's an instance where it's clear to say that if this tournament had been held in 2001, it would have gone very differently because I could not imagine Sami Zayn beating the biker taker. Um, but next up, we had a match for the ages and a match that we could have potentially seen in WWE, although I don't recall that we ever got this match. Um, but they certainly both were in the world title picture at the same time. Eddie Guerrero, uh, who was a champion for the first time in his career around 2003, 2004. And Hogan, Hulk Hogan, the original, the icon, the immortal Hulk Hogan, taking on the lying, cheating, stealing Eddie Guerrero and real American perhaps a strong favorite for the greatest wrestling entrance theme of all time, moves on to the second round, which means we have to bid a sad adieu to Eddie Guerrero. Viva la raza! Oh, boy, that fiery Latino heat. I love it. I love it. But Eddie Guerrero could not move on. Next, the Battle of the Hollywood Stars. The Animal, the Destroyer, Drax, Dave Batista, he of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, taking on the Great One, the Electrifying, Trailblazing, eyebrow-raising, pie-eaten, rock. Batista's I Walk Alone versus The Rock's Electrifying. We are saying goodbye to the loser and hearing it in our tournament for the last time. Just a gut shot to me right there. I have to tell you, having grown up in the 80s and witnessed the rise of the Great One and seen WrestleMania main event after WrestleMania main event, where the final two songs of the night were Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock headlining WrestleMania. It's a shame to see that one go, but the fans have decided Batista's I Walk Alone goes to round two. And in, I think, the last matchup of 
the Eastern Conference, we had Goldberg versus perhaps the one person in WWE who would happily take the kind of beating that Bill Goldberg would inflict on another human being, that being Shane McMahon. And once again, it is my duty and my great privilege to announce who will move on to round two by playing out the loser and playing their theme in this tournament for the last time. Unbelievable upset there, to be sure. Shane McMahon with Here Comes the Money taking out Bill Goldberg's legendary invasion theme. And again, I'm telling you right now, if you wanted to know the truth about whether you have a voice in determining the greatest wrestling entrance theme of all time, believe me, you do. Your vote on Twitter and Facebook absolutely counts because if it were me just determining the matchups and deciding the outcomes, there's no way that The Rock, no way that Brock Lesnar, no way that Bill Goldberg would have all been eliminated already in the first round of this tournament, but they are all gone. And, uh, we will now look at bracket side B, the Western Conference, as we'll, we'll refer to it. And uh, when we get through those matchups, we'll talk a little bit more about what's to come in the upcoming weeks of the tournament. Okay, so our second round begins with Alistair Black taking on Strike Force, the team of Tito Santana and Rick Martel, who would later go on to individual solo WrestleMania matches as the Matador against Shawn Michaels and the Model against Jake the Snake Roberts, respectively. And both guys, great uh, solo and tag team wrestlers. Martel uh, teaming up with uh, Tom Zink uh, to form the Can-Am Connection, another great successful WWE tag team. Uh, but Strikeforce, certainly one of my favorite teams uh, when I was growing up, and they had one of those classic wrestling entrance themes, um, the legendary Girls in Cars versus uh, Alistair Black with his theme, Root of All Evil, a theme I've noticed uh, a lot of you are fans of too, because we hear uh, fans of the show and fans of WWE and NXT singing right along with the lyrics at 
shows at uh, the Performance Center and uh, shows across the world, including the recent UK tour, fans singing right along to Alistair Black's theme. Uh, and so, again, knowing that this tournament at different times and different eras will play out differently uh, just because some of these themes are perhaps more forgotten with fans now uh, means that some of my sentimental favorites won't be moving on. And it is time now to say goodbye to Strike Force. Boy, those girls in cars. It's a shame, but uh, girls in cars does not make it to round two. Alistair Black's Root of All Evil moves on. Up next, we got a match that I would dearly have loved to see if we had a wrestling time machine. Daniel Bryan versus Razor Ramon. Daniel Bryan, of course, with uh, Flight of the Valkyries as his... Uh, theme for quite a few years now in WWE, going up against the bad guy, oozing machismo. And uh, the sound of screeching tires is Razor Ramon pulling out of the tournament as Daniel Bryan moves on to round two with a victory. That legendary entrance theme that marked the uh, the entrance of Razor Ramon into matches against the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, including a five-star match at WrestleMania 10. Um, the next matchup that we had uh, was Trish Stratus with um, her great Stratisfaction theme, Time to Rock and Roll. Uh, going up against Hollywood Hulk Hogan in his second entry into the tournament with Jimi Hendrix's Voodoo Child. And unfortunately for Trish Stratus, if it's time to rock and roll, then the person you turn to is Hendrix. And Trish Stratus and Lita are both in the loser's bracket. <laughs> I don't care what y'all say. Not in control of her fate, unfortunately, in this, you, the fans, decided by your votes uh, that Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, NWO Hulk Hogan, was moving on. Now, we got... The legendary Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker, Vintage Undertaker, with the Rest in Peace theme, going up against his brother, Kane. And Kane, with his fantastic theme, 
slow chemical. If I had a dark horse in this tournament, I would tell you with no hesitation, it was Kane's slow chemical. It's one of my favorite wrestling themes of all time. And I would personally have chosen it head to head over the undertaker's entrance theme, but you, the fans voted, you decided. And the undertaker is moving on to round two, despite the loss to the underdog from the underground in the Eastern Conference bracket, the classic taker does move on against his brother, and Kane is going to rest in peace. One of my favorites, unfortunately, Kane does not make it to round two. The next matchup saw the legendary, perhaps greatest career-wise wrestler of all time, the nature boy, Ric Flair, take on the honky-tonk man, certainly one of the greatest wrestling musicians of all time, was his musicianship. Like that of, say, your current Elias, with the help of the great songwriter and entrance theme writer, Jimmy Hart, the Mouth of the South, was that enough to topple the Nature Boy? Well, we're going to say goodbye to the loser right now. He may be cool, cocky, and bad, but cool, cocky, and bad did not get him to round two. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, with the Sunrise theme, moves on. Speaking of the Nature Boy, we got his greatest rival, the legendary Sting, taking on what is, without a doubt, one of the most iconic WCW themes of all time, that being the Ice Ice. Harlem Heat's rap sheet. But going up against Sting's goosebump-inducing, spine-tingling crow theme, Harlem Heat could not get the job done and will not be coming for Hulk Hogan. Goodbye, Harlem Heat, with that classic entrance theme. I can't tell you how many Monday nights and Saturday nights that music would fill my room as I would await the Harlem Heat in a classic tag match, often with the Steiners. 
Uh, so next up was, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the D-Generation X theme going up against... Oh, was that too much of a tease? The phenomenal one, AJ Styles. And if you've noticed a pattern here, it is that we are saying goodbye to the loser because DX has two words for you, AJ. And unfortunately, you may be the face that runs the place. You may be the man who built... Smackdown Live, but AJ Styles is out of here. of braggadocio there for AJ Styles, but unfortunately, DX, they wanted some, they come got some, and they did not show respect. AJ Styles knocked out of the first round. The next matchup against, well, it, it was a, an interesting tale of the tape because you had one entrant, one competitor who has been on a big match losing streak for a long, long time against another competitor who was on a big match winning streak for a long, long time. You got Bray Wyatt with that entrance theme that lights up arenas and brings out the fireflies against Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow, with her theme, the future. So who would be the future? Who would move on to round two? Who would pick up this incredibly important win? Well, Asuka, unfortunately, just like your recent matchups against Carmella, you did not prevail in this one, and you are not the future. the future at all so Bray Wyatt gets a big win and moves on and speaking of big wins statistically the biggest upset in the entire tournament came in our next matchup and that might be a spoiler but I've got to tell you it was so 
close. When we got the shield versus Jinder Mahal, special op versus share translates as lion. The closest vote yet by a single vote margin, Jinder Mahal, he just won the world championship, folks. A guy who used to be part of the three-man band is now supreme victor over the entire shield. Has to be considered a huge upset, but Jinder Mahal has got some fantastic music and he just proved it by taking out the shield. Up next in round one of the close to the mark greatest wrestling theme of all time tournament eliminator, we had Johnny Gargano versus Billy Gunn. A matchup of perhaps tag team partners of epic tag teams, legendary tag team champions who broke from their former partner and went on to attempt singles runs. We will see if Johnny Gargano can be more successful in his wrestling career than Billy Gunn was. Billy Gunn did win a tournament. He did win the King of the Ring. Will he win this tournament? Johnny Gargano's Rebel Heart versus the only theme you could choose for Billy Gunn. Who is out of the close to the mark wrestling theme tournament? Who are we saying goodbye to? Let's give it a listen. eliminated from the tournament by Johnny Gargano's Rebel Heart. Well, hopefully Johnny will see that type of success continue in his career. Next up, we had two great new generation and Attitude Era stars go one-on-one -on -one when we got Goldust versus the British Bulldog. And Goldust still actively competing today. In the WWE, still an active part of the WWE roster. And uh, that despite having started in the new generation era. Now, uh, British Bulldog, sadly, no longer with us. 
Um, but British Bulldog did actually start with WWE quite a lot earlier, started back in the 80s uh, before actually Dustin Rhodes, Goldust, even began wrestling competitively in WCW, WWE, or anywhere. Uh, but in this matchup, who would move on, Goldust or the British Bulldog? We will listen to the entrant who was eliminated and who will not be moving on to the second round. And that music, Rule Britannia, does not mean, unfortunately, that we have just seen the British Bulldog crowned Intercontinental Champion in front of 90,000 fans at Wembley Stadium. It means, sadly, unfortunately, that we have seen the last of the British Bulldog in this tournament. Uh, Goldust wins and moves on to round two. I am sorry to say goodbye to the British Bulldog. I do think that one of his, that his entrance music, uh, particularly thinking back on that incredible moment versus Bret Hart at SummerSlam 92 in Wembley, um, such iconic wrestling theme music and, uh, it's a shame to see him go, and uh, certainly one of my favorite wrestling themes of all time. The next match, possibly one of the greatest rivalries in WWE history, possibly one of the greatest partnerships in WWE history. Their D-Generation X theme has already moved on to round two. So both of these entrants are still alive to win it all and take the crown home. But we have the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, going up one-on-one -on -one against the game, Triple H. In a winner-take-all, last-man-standing match to decide who goes to round two. And I can tell you, if it had been simply a matter of me deciding or manipulating the tournament outcome, it would not have gone the way it did. Because I, like all those fans who sang the song when he came out at the recent WWE UK tournament, I could hear the song we're about to hear over and over and over again. I've heard it so many times in my life, and it always makes me happy. But in this tournament, this is the last time we will hear the entrance theme of the icon, the showstopper, the main event. Because the game brought his shovel and he buried Shawn Michaels. Mr. WrestleMania is no more. I'm not your boy, toy. 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 I
Oh boy. I mean, I just uh, tell you that's, you know, that's my that's my childhood, that's my my adolescence, my developing years, uh, my my college years, my my re-falling in love with professional wrestling. Everything all together if if there's one common thread almost going back to the beginning for me, it's uh, it's Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels, who I think has some of the greatest entrance music of all time, has been eliminated from our tournament. And that means that I will have to acknowledge that whoever wins this tournament clearly has the greatest entrance theme of all time because it has to beat a theme that beat Shawn Michaels. And I just don't see how a theme that's not the greatest ever can do that. Up next in another Split decision, one of the closest matchups in the tournament, and certainly a match for the ages, another one of those time machine dream matches of psychological warfare and twisted, sadistic, brutal viciousness from both competitors, we got... Jake the Snake Roberts versus Mankind. And as it was recently, the 20th anniversary of The Undertaker throwing Mankind 20 feet off Hell in a Cell and plummeting through the announce table to the floor, it is fitting that Mankind got the win in a split decision and moves on to round two. That means that for one of the earliest, greatest wrestling entrance themes, the tournament is over and doing the job, but doing it in a manner that just fills you with respect. Jake, the snake Roberts. Jake the Snake out of here. And right next door to Jake the Snake, we had one of his all-time great rivals, the legend, the multi-time champ in WWE and WCW, one of the greatest talkers ever to live, one of the greatest in-ring performers ever, one of the first classic WrestleMania matches with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the Macho Man, Randy Savage, going up against a modern wrestler with a classic pay-per-view match. This one taking place at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 rather than WrestleMania 3. Macho Man going up against the boss, Sasha Banks. 
And certainly by myself and by many others, it would be considered a great upset because the boss moves on to round two and in another shocking for me outcome, we say goodbye in the very first round of the tournament to the Macho Man, Randy Savage. When I hear that music, that pomp and circumstance playing, for me, it calls to mind Gorilla Monsoon making the call of the reuniting of Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth at the end of Savage's match with the Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania 7. And I think there's almost no more iconic moment in wrestling than Macho Man and Elizabeth reuniting in the ring at WrestleMania 7 with Macho Man's pomp and circumstance playing over that scene. It is one of my greatest wrestling memories, and I am sorry to see the Macho Man already taken out by the boss, Sasha Banks. Our next match featured the rabid Wolverine, the Crippler, Chris Benoit, who, despite everything that happened at the end of his life and everything that has come to be found out about his condition afterwards, taking away everything about the man's wrestling career and, and his prospects for how he will be remembered, he certainly, with his Our Lady Peace whatever theme, had one of the greatest wrestling entrance themes ever and one of the greatest victory themes as he stood tall with the World Championship. Uh, Chris Benoit with Whatever by Our Lady Peace, another piece of music that is a legitimate recording artist's billboard charting uh, song that's also used as wrestling entrance music going up against the Usos. And this was actually the closest of all matches in the entire tournament because this match was a tie. However, we cannot have a tie in any round of this tournament. And there is only one way on this podcast for it to be decided who is moving on. You, the fans, voted. And you, the fans, voted evenly for Chris Benoit against the Usos. And so, in my judgment... 
considering the entrance and exit at WrestleMania 20 with the World Heavyweight Championship at the end of the night, Chris Benoit will move on to round two and whatever will continue in this wrestling theme competition, this tournament, this eliminator. It is one of the greatest entrance themes ever. And this is not about voting for the wrestler. It is a competition of entrance theme versus entrance theme. So unfortunately, the Usos entrance theme, well, we're done with that. All right, Ooze, sorry about that. We might have been down since day one-ish, but we're done with that now. You are out of the wrestling theme tournament, and uh, we, are, we are down to our very last match of round one. It could not be more fitting. It could not be more monumental. The competitors could not be more iconic representatives of WWE. Because you have the man who has been the face of WWE for the last 15 years plus. The man who has become the spokesperson for WWE on Good Morning America and every late night and early morning talk show. The man who has represented WWE, their charity events and efforts has hosted ESPN and Nickelodeon shows to promote WWE. We have the one, the only, John Cena taking on the man who is the true face of the WWE, the only one who has ever been there since the beginning and will be there as a permanent part of the lifeblood of everything that's ever happened and everything that is ever done in the business because he's the man who's done it all from creating WrestleMania, from creating Hulkamania, from creating the Attitude Era, winning the Monday Night Wars, creating the WWE Network, expanding into a global streaming enterprise and taking developmental brands to countries around the world. He is the CEO, the chairman, the owner of WWE, Vince McMahon. So in the battle for true supremacy over the greatest theme between John Cena and Vincent Kennedy McMahon, there can be only one winner only one victor, only one can move on to round two and have a hope of winning the wrestling theme tournament. There was a clear winner. And for the loser, while it may seem impossible 
that they could not be a part of this team tournament. That is simply the fact. And as far as your chances of going to round two and winning it all, it doesn't matter if you intended never to give up. No matter what, you have no chance in hell. is no more chance for Vince McMahon. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the chairman eliminated from a tournament that he has had such a huge part in when it comes to selecting the music for his wrestlers, when it comes to deciding on which entrance themes are to be used for which participants. We even know that Glorious, which Bobby Roode used to beat Brock Lesnar was originally intended for Shinsuke Nakamura, whose Rising Sun theme lost to the Hardy Boys. So Vince McMahon still deciding who moves on and what the outcome of this tournament may be, but he himself no longer has a chance to win it. And that is the end of round one. I got to tell you, it's such an exciting thing to work on, uh, not knowing how all of this is going to play out, putting the polls out there on Twitter and on Facebook for you, our fans, to help decide the outcome and choose what happens next. So to give you guys a sneak peek of what's to come in the next couple of weeks, check us out on Twitter and Facebook. Both of those you can find us by searching at CTTM Podcast on Facebook or Twitter. Make sure to like us, to follow us, to subscribe so that you can see, take part, and vote in the contests coming up. But you will have the NWO taking on Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right. We're going to have a rematch of the Monday Night Wars as the NWO goes up against Stone Cold. We're going to have Edge versus Chris Jericho. That's right. More of an Attitude Era contest of Canadians. You're going to have Christian versus the Hardy Boys. That's right. TLC is back because we get more of the ENC crew taking on the Hardys. You're going to get Kurt Angle versus Bobby Roode. Could have had Angle Lesnar once again. But unfortunately, Lesnar's taken out. You're going to get the Ultimate Warrior versus CM Punk, a match for the ages. You're going to get Rey Mysterio versus Finn Balor, a classic light heavyweight, fast high flyer matchup, if ever there was one. You're going to get Sami Zayn 
versus Hulk Hogan, the greatest underdog of all time versus the greatest overdog of all time. You're going to get Batista versus Shane McMahon, who we know can take a beating and still continue. He did it against Goldberg. You're going to get Jinder Mahal versus Johnny Gargano, a match you could see in the next year. You're going to get Goldust versus Triple H, another Attitude Era rematch. You're going to get Mankind versus Sasha Banks, the boss versus the lunatic, the psychopath. Um, you're going to get Chris Benoit versus John Cena. You're going to get Bray Wyatt versus Degeneration X in a true entrance theme participation battle. You're going to get Sting versus the nature boy, Ric Flair. There's a matchup you never thought you'd see. Sting versus Ric Flair. You're going to get The Undertaker versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Talk about a match for the ages and an iconic matchup. That one is certainly one of those. You're going to get Daniel Bryan versus Aleister Black. Another matchup that you could potentially see on WWE television in upcoming months. Those matches will be going live during Monday Night Raw this Monday and next Monday. Voting will stay up until midnight on Saturday, and you, our fans, have a chance to decide who will move on to round three, who moves on in the tournament, who's eliminated. Don't vote for your favorite wrestler. Vote for who has the best theme. That's how we will decide who has the greatest wrestling theme of all time. But do vote and do fill out your brackets because we've got one more big announcement for you. Although there are still competitors vying for a year of the WWE Network from the first full bracket submission, we have one more WWE Network annual subscription to give away. Just one. So understand, for those of you who have filled out and still have a, a surviving bracket entry, you still have the chance if your bracket plays out all the way through to win your year of the WWE Network. You get one more chance because right now, with round one complete, we're going to reopen entry. You now can take these 32 entrants and complete a new bracket with these 32 matchups. If you select the winner of the next 16 matchups, then eight, four, two, and one. If you pick the winners now from the second round to the championship, one of these entrants will be selected for an additional year subscription to the WWE Network. That means if you have a perfect bracket from the first round and you fill one out now, if you win this too, if you, if you fill in the same bracket and they're both right, you could win two years of the WWE Network 
on the Close to the Mark podcast. If you didn't get an entry for the year's subscription to the WWE Network in the first round, now that the first round is complete, if you completely predict from the second round forward through the championship, one of the winning entrants who submits a bracket now will be selected to win a year of the WWE Network. So there is one more year of the WWE Network still to be given away. And you can fill in your bracket at CTTM Podcast on Twitter, facebook.com slash CTTM Podcast. Fill it in, send it to us, send it to us through the Twitter, through the Facebook, or email it to us at close to the mark podcast at gmail.com. And once again, for all of you who are writing this down, it is close to the mark podcast at gmail.com. All written out, no letter, no numbers. Uh, C O L S E T O T H E M A R K podcast, P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Send us an email, send us a Twitter message, send us a Facebook message with your completed bracket from this point to the final. If you are correct, you will be entered in a drawing to win a year of the WWE Network, and you can still be selected for that. If you have a perfect bracket, go ahead and resubmit. If, if, you, if you have a perfect bracket, I would almost recommend filling in the same bracket at this point, because if you win on... If you win with that entry, then you're going to win two years of the WWE Network. But you've got a chance. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow us on all those social media outlets. Make sure to tell your friends about the podcast, too. Um, I know this has been a non-traditional episode, but those of you who listen to the show, you're familiar with the format we normally run through. We talk about the week in uh, professional wrestling. Corey and I go back and forth talking about what happened at the pay-per-view, what's going on in New Japan, what's going on with Raw and SmackDown. I like to talk about what's going on in NXT and 205 Live. And occasionally if something crazy is going out there in the world of professional wrestling like Brian Alvarez and Filthy Tom Lawler taking on the Rock and Roll Express. We'll talk about that too. But we'll talk about anything that's on our minds in the world of pro wrestling and anything that you would like us to talk us to talk about. If you've got something going on that you're a big fan of and you want to hear our opinion on it, all you've got to do is reach out to us through one of those platforms. We're listening to you, the fans, through those things as well. And uh, when we find out what you are interested in, what you want to talk to us about, we will be happy to discuss those things and possibly even include you here on the podcast, um, e either by having you on as a guest or reading out your emails on the show, uh, whatever we can do to include you in the conversation with us, because we love hearing back from you guys, too. That is it for me. That is it for us for this week. Um, more news to come uh, in the weeks ahead as we get closer to having the Close to the Mark podcast t-shirts done. Um, we also have a couple of other things in the work that will possibly involve a YouTube channel coming up. Um, definitely going to be more Facebook Live events coming soon in the future too. So stay tuned. Stick around. Much more to come in the future. Appreciate all of you who are on board this crazy train. And uh Thanks for tuning in. It's been fun. Have a week.